Hi, everyone. Welcome to People Keeping Promises, the art of building culture, a podcast created for the team at Reed's Heritage Homes and Sherwood Homes, where we are passionate about creating a positive, welcoming, and motivational corporate culture so that we can provide the best experience for our homeowners. I'm your host, Jennifer Muller, and I'm so excited to get this ball rolling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with someone from our site team. I have Jesse Medeiros with me today. He is a site supervisor at Spurline, and I'm really excited that you took the time out to chat with me, Jesse. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so why don't you give us an insight as to what you are working on at Spurline, what a day in the life looks like for you as a site super, and what you've got going on. Uh, so at Spurline right now, uh, we've completed a full closing of Block A, uh, which it, we're av- actually having some tenants and homeowners moving in, which is great to see. Yeah. Um, block C, we're at the point of uh, starting to gain occupancy. We should be getting some of those uh, next week or early the following week. Uh, and we're actually on track to get our Schedule G in the next week as well, which oh, is wow. fantastic. Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, other than that, a day in the life at Spurline, it's very dusty, very noisy. <laughs> yeah. It's a very active construction site with uh, Building B going on as well. A um, lot of moving parts, a lot of moving machinery, uh, and a lot of people. There's yeah. a lot of people working away there. Oh, I can imagine. I'm going to visit the site next week. I'm really eager to see it. But I, that's all I've ever heard is that it's like a small space, lots going on. Lots of moving parts, like you say, you got um, it. but good activity to see, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see the progress coming along very well. Yeah. That must be really nice. So how did you get into the industry? Do you want to give us some insight into your background and how you arrived at where you are today? Uh, yeah. So uh, I went to Mohawk College, uh, did a two-year program there, graduated and started working in project management for a restoration company. I did that for about three years and then ended up working for a competitor. I started at the bottom uh, just as like a project coordinator site clerk doing paperwork and doing inspections and stuff with city inspectors and stuff and everything like that. Uh, And then I came over to Reed's uh, as an assistant site super and just worked my way up that way. And uh, now I'm a site super. That's amazing. So what do you love most about being in this role? Uh, I think the best thing about being a super is the fact that every day is different. There's yeah. you you can plan and you can schedule, of course, but there's always a curveball. Yeah. Uh, and I do I definitely enjoy problem solving. So that's probably the main part about being a site supervisor is you always are constantly putting out fires, solving yeah. problems, making people happy, yeah. right? So that we can get the job done. Oh, for sure. It seems like there's a lot of you know, like you say, strategy or um, planning you know, an emphasis on efficiencies and stuff like that. So uh, how do you stay organized when you're dealing with all of these moving parts, all of these various trades, you've got constraints with weather, like you've got a lot of variables that are not always in your favor, right? For sure, for sure. I think uh, every say super out there can probably plead with me a little bit on this one that we probably all have a little bit of OCD. Um, (laughs) It's just part of the job. Uh, but there's a lot of papers, a lot, a lot of schedules posted up all over the place. Um, it's kind of organized chaos. Yeah. Uh, but communication's a big thing, right? Yeah. Uh, especially working with another super. Uh, we're very open with each other. You know, we, we keep each other in the loop on everything going on on either person's responsibilities. So yeah. 
it works out great that way. Oh, that's really nice. That's the thing. When you've got so many people involved and so many people that are sort of within your control and others that are so, certainly with outside of your control, it seems like you rely really heavily on building and maintaining those relationships because you've got to rely on so many people, right? So exactly. tell me what that's like to you know work with the team, but also rely on some of the relationships that you've built with people who are sort of outside of the organization, but still part of the team that's getting the job done. Yeah, I think uh, like our in-house uh, labor staff and, and handy people that are we have at Spurline, they're a great group of people. Uh, everybody gets along really well. Everybody kind of jokes around with each other, which is always nice to have. You know, it's nice to laugh at work. Oh, yeah. Uh, it makes the days go by for sure. Yeah. And we, we spend so much time together. Like it, it's one of those things that we actually bring up in our weekly safety meetings quite often that we spend 44 hours a week with each other, which is more than most of us spend with our families at oh, home. Sure. Right. So if we can't get along, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the relationship with the trades is, is another big one for sure. Uh we, we try to do our best to accommodate everybody. But again, the trades are also very good in understanding that we can't do everything, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's just one of those things that we just try to work together the best we can and, yeah. you know, try to stay out of each other's way. Yeah, that's <laughs> important, especially when you've got a confined space, right? I know Spurline, yes. you're lacking on space for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now on site um, at Spurline or maybe challenges that you typically face in the role regardless of where you're working? Uh, well, storage is a big one um, just because of us losing a little bit of space with uh, building A now starting to close at the beginning of June. And now we've we have two blocks that are starting to close. So our site has almost been cut in half. Right. Uh, the, if you look at the way we've, we've designed the fencing and everything so that people have parking. Right. Um, so space is a big one. Storage is a big one. Parking at Spurline is very unique because of the, the site itself. Yeah. Um, so that has been a bit of a challenge. We've been able to make it work relatively well, uh, trying to stay out of bylaws, crosshairs, of course. <laughs> but uh, it seems to be working out. We, we haven't had any major complaints or issues in the last little bit since uh, I myself have been there. I know Jeremy is relatively new to the site as well, but... It's been going very well. Yeah. It's funny to me because we were chatting about this earlier. There are a lot of, when I ask about what the challenges are, they're not probably what I would have anticipated, right? Like I had no idea that that would have been something that's of concern to you, but it's important to note for everyone involved that, you know, these are, you know, seemingly insignificant components of the job, but really they do have a big impact on you and your day-to-day -day responsibilities and how it relates to working with other tradespeople too, right? Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, um, nobody wants to go to work and can't find parking, right? You're yeah. starting off your day, you're kind of upset. And the worst possible thing is you end your day after a long, hard day of work and you see that you have a ticket. Yeah. Um, so it, it's about balancing those emotions with people and trying to understand that it, it can happen, right? Like yeah. It's one of those things that we kind of have to try and help the guys and give them advice. Okay, go park on that street and make yeah. sure you stay on the one side because you won't get a ticket there. And it's, it's just kind of knowing the neighborhood. We've been forced to kind of learn the neighborhood that way and, and kind of work with our neighbors as well that exactly. while we're building around because we can't upset them either. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot to consider there. And uh, as we know, that's sort of the trajectory of, of building and developing in southwestern Ontario, that this is not going to be a new concept. We've got to work within the parameters that we are defined for us, especially if we're building up in existing communities and that sort of thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, the way the future is going, everyone's going to be building up, not out. Yeah. Right. So oh, for sure. 
So what is it that you love most about this type of role? There's, I'm sure there's a lot of aspects, you know, that are, like you say, challenging. So that's kind of a cool thing too, because you're learning and growing and expanding your skill set. But what would you say is the most gratifying aspect of being a site super? I think one big thing that, uh, that really does make the days go by very well for me is seeing younger guys or younger girls coming into construction in general, whatever trade they decide to do, and just watching them grow. Yeah. Uh, to become an actual tradesperson, right? Yeah. Um, that's always good to see. It's also very nice to kind of see this plot of land, just a hunk of dirt, and then all of a sudden it turns into someone's home, Yeah. right? It makes a big difference to see, uh, you know, families come on and move on to site and, and they're building their own memories while, you know, we're making noise and creating yeah. dust in the background. <laughs> So. But maybe you're inspiring some little ones to also get into it too, Could right? Be. Yeah. Could be. Could be, right? <laughs> you never know. Oh, well, that's really good to know. I think it's really important. Um, obviously, it's a different aspect for us in the office because we see these ca- things come to fruition, but we're not, we're not the ones doing it, right? Like we're not mm-hmm. the ones with our hands getting dirty and, and getting to, to, to see what that um, sort of instant gratification. I know it's not instant. Of course, it takes a lot of time, but you are at the end of that stage of all of this work and get to see the people move into the homes that we've designed so I can imagine that would be a really nice aspect of the job for sure yeah yeah makes you smile yeah I would hope yeah that's great um okay so there are a lot of moving parts a lot of moving parts within your role but also between sort of as a like a liaison or a conduit between the office and the and the site team um what do you think is most important when looking at that relationship between office and site? And what what would you suggest or what would you say is the, the best thing to keep in mind when knowing that you've got this relationship to work together to, you know, accomplish the same common goal? I think the biggest thing between site and office right now is uh, communication. Uh, we just need to get better at communicating between each other. Um, and I think, I think Reeds is as a whole, we're doing the, we're making the right steps towards like the right direction to get yeah. that done, uh, which is really nice to see, especially over the past, uh, couple months that I, that we've been working here. Um, I think, yeah, so communication would be a big thing, of course. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just really, when it comes down to it, things can look really good on paper, right. right? Or, you know, on a design program and stuff like that. But once you actually step foot into the building yeah. and you look around and you and you see heights of ceilings and you see how doorways open and, and little things like that it may look great on paper but it doesn't work practicality wise right right and we want to build the best possible practical house for our homeowners so yeah. they love it and they're not buying our houses and selling them right yeah, exactly <laughs> oh for sure uh, okay, so you know there is definitely a shortage in uh, the skilled trades, mm-hmm. and we know that we're going to have an issue potentially in the future bringing people on board to be able to facilitate all of this growth and all of this construction and um, the targets that you know the province has recommended and on all of the above. So what would you say to someone who's interested in getting into this type of profession? Um, And I know you have an experience and a background in this and even within the family. So what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have that experience or doesn't have that background who might be interested in getting involved with this industry? I think the important thing for people that want to get involved in construction is that they need to remember they need to start from the bottom and work your way up. 
It's how you earn respect. It's how you gain knowledge. I mean, it goes really with any job, yeah. right? But construction's a big one. Um, nobody, nobody wants to work with somebody who thinks they know it all, right? Day out of college or whatever yeah. it is. But uh, I think if you think about it from a student's point of view, there is going to be a massive influx of people coming out of whether it's teacher's college or business courses or anything like that, anything kind of general where you're working in an office, there's going to be a huge influx of that because that's sure. just the way that the next generation seem to want to work. Right. Um, but those people that want to work with their hands and they don't mind getting dirty at work. And I, I think that the opportunities are there and the opportunities are endless. And I mean, if there's not many people, that means there's going to be a lot of money available as well. Right. Exactly. So it's a great, it's great paying careers. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot to learn. Like yeah. every day is different. That's the thing too, right? Like if you're not interested in a nine to five where you're sitting at a desk doing the same thing every day, all day, which there are very few people I think who really love that aspect of their job. This is an opportunity for you to really have a lot of challenges all the time, learn on the fly and really get to see a whole bunch of different things, right? Exactly. Okay. So on that note, do you have any expressions or aphorisms? We talked about this before, but anything that uh, uh, you like to remind yourself of to reshape or reframe your mindset at work, maybe when you're going through a challenge or even just to get you pumped for the day? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, stress is a big thing when it comes to any job in this world, right? Stress management is huge. Um, It's hard to balance work life and, and your personal life, of course. But uh, one of the things that I try to remind the guys, if they're having a bad day, I remind myself of this, right? I know we were talking about it earlier. Uh, You know, if you're having a bad day, it it does help to take a breath and just say to yourself, if it's not going to matter in five years, why waste five minutes on it? Exactly. It's just one of those things where you kind of reevaluating and you remember what's important. Why do you go to work, right? It's to spend time with your family and doing what you want to do. Exactly. So So it's important to, you know, have a lot of, care and consideration and thought into these types of things, but also recognize like, it's not the end of the world. We'll get through it together. You can, exactly. if you're working with a team too, and that's part of why that team element or that aspect of having those relationships is so important too, because there's someone there that you can lean on or ask for advice and work together to get to the solution, knowing that it's not falling all on your shoulders, right? Exactly, right? That's why we work as a team and that's why we're there to support each other. Yeah. As much as we're there to work together, we're there to support each other as well, because not everybody comes in happy-go-lucky every day. Right. Right? There's some people that do, yeah. but hey, that's a lot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And if it wears out, you're going to need to, you're going to need the support of your team. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. I know everyone's really going to love to hear from you and the guys on site. So uh, I'm headed there next week. So looking forward to seeing all of you. And uh, thanks again for your time today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Stay tuned for the Monday Motivation from Stephanie. This week's take action tip is to focus on one thing at a time. I always struggle when taking action when I'm overwhelmed. When this happens, it's time to sit down and prioritize again. You should always focus on one thing at a time. Don't add 20 things to your to-do list. It won't make you super productive. It only overwhelms you and slows you down. Put three things on your to-do list. Block time for each one of them and focus just on one thing at a time. Someone recommended the book One Thing by Gary Keller to me. I might just have to take a listen. Maybe you could too. 